0: How's it going, everyone? Oh, this is Dallas, Texas. You can do better than that. How's it going, to Dallas, Texas? <laughs> That's more like it. That's the town I grew up in. My name is Moises Churyan. I host panels here at Fan Expo. And I am thrilled that we are here together for my first completely packed, all the way to the gills uh, panel of the day. How many of you have gotten to see Paige so far today? How many of you are going to see Paige later today? Very good, good. Well, we are going to do some questions. I've got some questions of my own. Uh, we're getting a microphone set up there in the back, in the, in the middle uh, back aisleway, way, uh, where you can start lining up for Q&A if you'd like. Um, without further ado, I think we're gonna go ahead and bring her out. The one, the only princess in all of our hearts, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, Paige O'Hara. <laughs>
1: Great to see you! Thanks for coming. This is crazy, isn't it? This is like the biggest Comic Con I think I've ever been to.
0: It's it's an or- it's the biggest one in Texas. Other oh people li- will say that it's not, but they're wrong. <laughs>
1: oh, good to be here.
0: So, uh, I- have you have you been to uh, to Dallas before?
1: Yes, I've actually toured through Dallas and Broadway shows on so national tours. Um, the last one I did was playing the boy in Edwin Drood. And, uh, yeah. A great part, the yeah? great show. That was uh, yeah. I replaced Betty Buckley in that, and um, and I have fond memories also of Houston uh, Grand Opera. Mm. Uh, I sang at the Houston Grand Opera, 1989.
2: Yes. Well,
0: I have to start off, of course, talking about Beauty and the Beast, the great <coughs> animated film, nominated for Best Picture. Not many animated films can say <laughs> that. Uh, this this part, hi, th- people people have these offers given to them by their agents in different ways. How how did you first? Uh, become aware that they wanted you for this.
1: Oh, I auditioned with 500 other actresses. Oh, oh <laughs> no. you fought. And I, had to to I had to the fight. Top. F- yeah, I had to fight for it. I was so happy when I saw Jody, my friend Jody Benson, as you all know, as Ariel, uh, had such great success with Little Mermaid, and um, I'm a huge fan of, of course, Jody's, but Alan and Howard, and I read about it in the New York Times and said they were auditioning, and I got an audition, and. Uh, I proceeded to audition seven more times. <laughs> 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 how many how many months was this? It, it wasn't. It was over a matter of about r- three weeks. God. It was crazy. Um, I went in b- at first for the casting director and just literally saying heaven help my heart from chess. And uh, he said, I'm, I don't normally say this, but I'm bringing you back. You have a call back and wanted me to look at some material and. And every single audition, there were more and more of the big wigs there, you know.
0: At what point did Howard and Alan show they up? They were
1: there the second audition. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were there for the whole process. And Howard was a huge fan of my showboat recording, which was really cool. And he saw me at Carnegie Hall when I sang uh, two of the revivals of uh, Sitting Pretty and Oh Boy, or Jerome Kern, the Princess Theater shows pre-showboat, mm-hmm. turn of the century, and they're awesome. If you ever get a chance to look up, uh, they're really amazing. It's amazing work. A lot of the greatest artists, like Rogerson and Hammerstein and Stephen Sondheim, all emulated that that era of Jerome Kern.
0: Now, so y- you were you were a musical fan going back to childhood, I assume? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I started when I was about four years old, and uh, didn't know I could sing yet. I was doing straight plays and going to acting class, and I had a really tough acting teacher, and I don't know if many of you know this, but I'm also an artist with Disney, and when I would go to acting class, I would, she was so hard on me that I would paint her a (laughs) watercolor, so she wouldn't pick on me too badly. (laughs) It was like the apple for the teacher, I'd bring her a watercolor every week. But back to the Beauty and the Beast casting. Mm. I totally went off yeah. subject. Okay. <laughs> I'm scattered today. So uh, from <laughs> the
0: second audition you had Howard Ashley. <laughs> Howl- yeah, Alan I had Harkin. Howard
1: Allen, and then, then it was, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Don Hahn and the writers, and um, they would close their eyes when I would sing or do the scene work. And uh, it was really interesting. It was, it was kind of nerve-wracking, too, you know. But s- then, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg there and everything. I actually, the last audition, I, I knew it was tr- between me and, and a friend of mine, and uh, I went home, and they actually made a mistake. The, the musical director, David Friedman, left me a voicemail on my answering machine saying, Paige, we got to get together and set keys for Beauty and the Beast. And I went, my husband, Michael, I was like. Oh my god that means i got the part of bell oh my gosh <laughs> my agent didn't even know yet so that was kind of weird then the phone rang and my agent said you just found out and i did too and <laughs> it was pretty exciting you know what could i tell you
0: at what point did you did you first uh, meet your your scene partner robbie
1: do you know i was hired um a month before they found the beast Um, so I was recording and just experimenting with them, and it really didn't come together for me, you know, until Robbie joined us. I remember the first day when I started to record, you know, being the theater actress, I was like talking like this, and my voice went up, and he was like, what are you doing Ethel Merman? I mean, you know, (laughs) 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 we want you to be sweet and soft and be your own voice, and I kept, you don't want it higher? He said, no, we don't want it higher, we just want it So basically, Belle's voice is my voice, only softer. Like, Gaston, you're positively primeval. You know, it's it's my voice, only softer. Thank God. This enables (laughs) me to still do it at (laughs) 61 years old.
2: (laughs) Yes!
0: Well, there... Having a theater background, I mean, the, the people that you're working opposite, they determine so much of what you are able to put out there. I, if you don't have a solid ensemble of people working with you, I mean, you can't you can't accomplish something no. on the level of Beauty and the Beast. No,
1: not at all. And this was one case where everything just came together perfectly. Between the, I mean, I, we say that I'm Belle, but Belle is really myself, Linda Wolverton, Mark Han, who animated her. All the animators who work behind her. I mean, each character is so many different people. And I actually understand that more now that I'm working as an artist for Disney. uh, And actually get to watch some of the animators and how they work and the amount of time for Beauty and the Beast. It would take an animator an entire week to do maybe five seconds of film, um, hand drawn. And it's it's pretty astounding. But it's been an amazing ride. I gotta tell you, it's really cool. All right, I'm getting off the subject again. What do you want me to? No, you're not
0: getting off the subject. You're doing (laughs) a great job. I'm just yakking. We do this loose talk show style. You know, you know how I like doing this. (laughs) So, so you you have you have this wonderful cast. You have this wonderful crew, animators, uh, you know, directors working on it.
1: Well, I think you know, and what's really special is that Howard Ashman was really—he was the leader of the entire project of Beauty and the Beast. He was the genius behind it. He had the, c- the, uh, the concept and the vision of what it was supposed to be. And consequently, he was such a genius and so incredibly mesmerizing to be around that everyone, animators, directors, producers, all of us followed his lead. And uh, consequently, it was really sad because he didn't get to see the final project on Earth. Of course, he saw it from heaven, I'm sure. Um, but his dream definitely came to what he wanted it to be and um, for that we're always grateful.
0: The, the really magical thing uh, about, for me, Howard Ashman's legacy is that going back to The Little Mermaid, he really recalibrated, redefined Disney's notion of the, the I want, the, the place where the best oh. Disney stories <laughs> begin. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's particularly wonderful, uh, I just the character of Belle. So many people identify as I'm a Belle. <coughs> I'm yeah, a Belle. That's great. just who I am. <laughs> and and it's so much of his personality that is just interwoven throughout all of it. What it take us well a little Belle bit about. Belle and Ariel and, too. And, and Ariel Actually, one everyone. of my best
1: friends is I, I kid Jody because she's she loves Ariel more than Belle. And I'm like, You're supposed to be like one of my best friends and you're picking Ariel over me? She's like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then Ray Benson, who's in the back of the house, and Jody Benson, these are Ariel's husband and children. Ray Delaney. <laughs> oh my god. And McKinley and her boyfriend. Yeah, and
0: look who's cute. And they I've known Ray Benson. This
1: is ta- a really fun trivia thing. Ray, come up here for a second. <laughs> Ray oh Benson and I met doing a Broadway show. <laughs> the revival of Oklahoma. A revol- I was Ado Annie.
0: You were Adol Annie, and who did this gentleman play?
1: He was the understudy for my love interest, Will, Will Parker. Parker. Yes, and he was amazing. I knew him before he and Jody even got together.
0: <laughs> Here, I'm going to hand you my mic because she's—I g- don't. Uh, she's in charge now.
1: <laughs> oh no! I just it's thought they could. Q&A, I huh? thought it would be interesting you. for you for them to meet you. Oh, oh my gosh! Sweet. Isn't
0: she awesome? Isn't she awesome? <laughs>
1: Oh. I just raised like my brother. I yeah. mean, I've known him so long, and he was a g- triple threat—singer, dancer, uh, actor—that was the most amazing Will Parker. Mm.
0: Well, and then you kind
1: of became a manager when you married Jody.
0: Well, we we stayed together um, during that time, but really became her manager in '91. '91. Yeah, that yeah. was when uh, uh, everything was kind of converging when Jody did Crazy for You. Yes, and it was getting all kind of messed up with a. She, that was her
1: starring on Broadway. She beat me out for that part,
0: <laughs>
1: and she was incredible. Yeah. And I understood why when I saw her. She was perfect in it. Yeah,
0: so that that's so how it all started. That yeah. just uh, from manager and agent it was just kind of messing up that. You know, and she said, "Well, what would you do?" And I said. Fire the agent and the manager. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and he's a
1: brilliant that. manager so for Jody, and kind of her fans good. are so wonderful yeah. too. And she and I, we t- we are very appreciative for that. And well. you you and you manage Jody, and my husband Michael yeah. manages me, and right. and we're very blessed, aren't yeah. we?
0: It's it's a been a great ride. It is a great and ride. It's, it's still, going. still going. It's still like going. A home week. <laughs> I love you very much. I
1: love you too, man. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Any opportunity to reunite an 80 Annie oh and a Will gosh. Parker? I mean, Isn't come on. Isn't that cool
1: on. or what? Oh my gosh! We were just what 12 when we did it.
0: <laughs> and in Dallas, Texas, where there's always oh my a gosh. bright golden haze on the met home.
1: Very nice.
0: Thank you, Paige.
1: There you go. Curly in Oklahoma. We have the whole cast here.
0: In about 15 minutes, we're going to start a production of Oklahoma. We're just going to make go. it happen. <laughs> <laughs> this guy over here is going to be Ali Hakim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just going to make it happen. Oh, so I, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this is why I love these shows, right? Right? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. I, I would um. love it if you'd take us a little bit behind the scenes and mm-hmm. and tell us a bit about about Howard Ashman's process of working with you, working with Robbie, oh, because the, these yeah. are the s- these are the stories that people should hear. These are the stories that people should know, because he's not here to tell them.
1: Well, there are so many, but I'll start with <coughs> they never allowed us to record together until Robbie and I asked to record together, because it's a lot more time consuming and it it's uh, you know trickier technically with sound, but the the ultimate goal was, th- was the relationship between Belle and Beast. And the fact that we could interact that way, you know, not having to be in a private room, it just consequently made the relationship so much better for, th- for the long haul. And in the, in the end, it really, I think, made Belle and Beast truly exceptional because of that time together. And because Robbie Benson, I don't know if you guys realize this, I mean, he's, he, was a broad- he was a Broadway star when he was a child. And he's also, um, of course, anybody remember Ice Castles and all those movies? And uh, everyone thought of him as the soft-spoken, sweet, you know, Robbie, which he is. But he had to lie about who he was and not say his name on the audition tape for Beast. (laughs) So because nobody would believe that he could ever do that voice. And, of course, I saw immediately. It It was huge. I mean, I think I can be loud. Robbie can top me. It was amazing. But once he was cast, the whole thing came together. And Howard, Howard really encouraged us, Robbie and myself and Richard, to improvise. And, uh, and they took two years with us. I mean, for the very first day, I recorded the entire film by myself. And then Linda Wolverton left, and we got Robbie hired, and they'd rewrite the scenes. I remember they threw away an entire s- what four months of film that was the Be Our Guest number, because it was being sung to Maurice, and they decided it had to be sung to Belle. So they rewrote all of that, threw the animation out, and we started over again, and it was a long process, and uh, it actually took four years to make the film all in all. So it's crazy, yeah. Uh, now they pop them out every few months. <laughs> 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 well, having, but ha-
0: having the two of you record <laughs> together, I mean, uh, something there there would not be something there oh. if you didn't have that kind of energy that you have
1: well, thank you doing
0: the song with each other
1: oh it's just it's amazing and richard white and i too i mean a lot of you know richard and i know each other back since we were teenagers um i went to new york when i was 17 and he was about the same age and we started doing shows together that Far you know back, and so it was very easy to work with Richard and pick on him as Gaston. You know, a <laughs> I actually picked on him in ad libs a little too much. They said, "Oh, this is not 1991 now. I mean, we're going back in the 1800s." Page can't say that to Gaston. Like, Why not? <laughs> but. It was fun. We had so much fun.
0: We've got a bunch of people lined up for questions. I've got one more and then I'm going to h- turn oh, sure. it over to you all. <laughs> now, okay. I, I, I was I was an aspiring music theater actor uh, when I first saw Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that uh, watching all these Disney princess movies is the reason that uh, you know for a while I was before I retired. Uh, you know look, I'd, I'd done everything. Uh, but That's what awesome. What advice would you have for aspiring actors, working actors, people who might be here in the crowd, who uh, you know might face the rejection of the world of auditions, who might think that maybe they're not good enough, who might think, oh well. you know, what, what do I need to do? What, what does, well what you does know someone what? I really got need to focus I on? I
1: got advice from the great Angela Lansbury when I was in a seminar you like know, this. N- nice
0: if you can get it, right?
1: When I was just a teenager, and she was starring as Mama Rose in Gypsy, which I saw six times. I would sneak in at intermission and see the second half because I had no money. and uh, <laughs> But I got to be- hear her talk at a seminar and behold all those years later she's introducing me at the oscars <laughs> it's like crazy <laughs> but she said get as much as experience and training as you possibly can and if it means doing a community theater production do a community theater production whatever just keep improving on your craft keep studying but also try and perform as much as you can and um the other advice which came from david ogden stires the late david mm-hmm. who was g- yes Great, great actor. He said, "Only do it if you have to do it." <laughs> show business is really hard, and be in show business if it's something that you will be miserable if you don't do it. So, in that case, you follow your dream, and you give it everything you have. Mm.
0: I think, uh, since you bring up Mr. Uh, David yeah. Ogden Stiers. Were were you recording with most of the cast simultaneously? Were you actually recording? The only day
1: I were all together was when we recorded the songs, Mm. and that was an amazing day. (laughs) Angela Lansbury had actually gotten stuck in another city on the plane and had been flying all night long to get there, and um, she had had no sleep. and they said, well, Angie, why don't you, c- we'll do it tomorrow. She said, no, no, you have the whole orchestra here. No, 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 And She always was really insecure about singing the song, Beauty and the Beast. She just, for whatever reason. I mean, to me, the greatest lady of musical theater. Mm. But she, thank you, I'll tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> and consequently, she got up to the microphone with me. The, the Philharmonic was our orchestra. It was unbelievable had had no sleep, gets up in front of the mic, nervous as as can be because she just said, I can't sing that song, it's a ballad, it's too much line, I'm too old, and blah, blah, blah. Too old, really? Okay. (coughs) Gets up to the mic and she sings the song in one take. And that's the take that you hear in the film. (laughs) And you skip over to now, um, when we had our our re-release this past year, Um, She was surprising the crowd in New York City. We were back at Alice Tully Hall, and she and Alan were gonna surprise. I think many of you saw it on YouTube, where she sang Beauty and the Beast, and in the afternoon she pulled me over and said, Paige, I can't do it. Alan plays the song way too slow. She says, <laughs> I don't have I t- I can't breathe that quickly and do it. I can't do it. It's too slow and I don't have that line. I said, Angie, <laughs> sing it as fast as you want. Trust me, he'll follow you. <laughs> You're the great Angela Lansbury. She said, Oh thank you. Okay, it'll be okay. I said, Yes, it was she's like this little child. It was just like all of a sudden, you know, it was like the whole, you know, circle of life, you know, when I first met her and I was the teacher. and I was like We're being the mother very to on her. Brand here today. I mean it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, you know, when I worked with her, I got to tell her that I, you know, saw her in Gypsy. And every single night she would stop the show with Rose's turn. And to me, she was just a a great inspiration to me when I was unemployed and broke and didn't have any food. (laughs) You know, I would sell my paintings on the street and clean apartments and do whatever I had to do. But I would sneak in to see her. And uh, I think they knew that. I think. The guys, that the ushers that worked the theaters could tell who the actors were who had no money and didn't say anything when we'd sneak in at intermission. But how cool is it to work with Angie? And then uh, the first day we actually talked, and you know, as we were working together, I said, your Mama Rose is to me the greatest of all the Mama Roses. And she said, well, you know, mine was different. And I said, that's what I loved about it. And she said, what did you like about it? And I was like, wow, I'm telling her my critique of her performance. And. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I always thought, oh, gosh, if I say the wrong thing, she's going to hate me. But this is what I truly felt, that she played Mama Rose as the daughter, as the child. And Louise was the adult in Gypsy. And she said, I wish the New York Times had said that. Because that's exactly my intention of what the, what I was trying to do. So that was really, really special
0: for mm. me. The, the lessons <coughs> you had learned from... Oh, and one more Angie
1: story oh, before. Oh, please,
0: <coughs> look. I'll shut up. Just talk. no,
1: no, 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 no. I just, I just idolize her, as you can tell. Um,
0: I think all <laughs> of us do too.
1: <laughs> I mean we were getting ready to. I was going out to sing and in the for the Oscars, and she was introducing me. And um, in the afternoon rehearsal, my mic had broke, and I just did it. Holla, you know, full out. You know. But it didn't quite work for Belle. Little, little town, you don't want to be seeing that. But anyway, <laughs> we're standing in the wings, and I'm really nervous that my mic's going to be broken again, because it's live, you know, and she's standing, and I look over. and literally, the great Angela Lansbury was like this, arms shaking like this. And I went over, I said, Angie, are you nervous? And she said, Paige, when you get to be my age, you learn when you're supposed to be nervous. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she leaned over and she just kind of patted me on my bottom and she said if i had a voice like yours i wouldn't be nervous at all you're going to be great and so she went from this angela like this kind of really thoughtful in what she's going to do to Angela. <laughs> <body. laughs> she was perfection with no fear as she got in front of the camera and all the people went crazy i was like Man, i gotta—I just got to learn from her more and more. It's <laughs> so cool. I could talk about her. for That's a whole other uh, master class on Angela.
0: It'll be forty-nine ninety-five. <laughs> sign up online. Let's go ahead and start taking some <coughs> audience questions. Go right ahead. <coughs> Hello there.
2: Hi. My
0: name is Nathaniel. I really like Beauty and the Beast, and I was wondering, um, what are your thoughts on the recent remake Disney did
1: I really like the new one. It's, I think they're so different though. I mean, it's um, the la- new live action is a much darker story and, of course, the Beast is grown up, you know, a grown up Beast. <laughs> but I had the, the great fortune of being at the premiere and, and having messages going back and forth with Emma Watson through Don Hahn and she was terrified to sing and we were just encouraging her. and. Um, I was very proud of her, and when I met her, she started screaming, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's screaming to meet me. (laughs) That should be (laughs) the other way around. (laughs) And she was so endearing, but I I really loved it. There were a couple things that I've gone on record saying I didn't like, which I did not like, the guns of the Gaston guns. I think it should have been an old-fashioned fight, but... And I found out Don Hahn, who produced my movie and that one, agreed with me. He said, I lost the battle with Bill, the director on that. Don Hahn lost it. Yeah, I know. How could he lose that battle? But I guess the director convinced him he wanted it that way. Other than that, I love the fact that she was the inventor. I thought that was so cool. And uh, disagreed with some of the wardrobe costuming. Mm. It was not actually appropriate for Belle to show her pantalons at that time and period. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> and Emma knew it. She said, "I knew M- most people no, won't know that. that. You that would know battle. that." Page. It was
0: losing battles all around. <laughs> you know the the thing about the movie that that, that I that I thought of uh, the new song they gave the Beast. I thought oh. I would love to hear Robbie record that. Oh
1: my gosh! I Shouldn't Robbie do his own recording of that? He really should. Let's make that happen.
0: I mean, you should mention this to him on social media. I'm not saying that I'm trying to campaign to convince no, him. No, he should, he do,
1: should it. do it. And Robbie's actually written a new musical that's brilliant, by the way. I'm, I may be doing it for Broadway. Oh. It's wonderful. And um, it's I can't talk about it till it's for sure. But Robbie can really sing. I mean, I don't know if you guys yeah. realize that. And his wife, Carla DeVito, was a Broadway. They met doing Pirates of Penzance on Broadway as the two leads. That's how they met. That's great. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> I've got all the background stories.
0: You've got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all the dirt on everybody. I got you're all th- the dirt. Thank you so much. Next question, please. Hello, Miss Ariel, my name is Josh Mendez and I'm so glad you're
2: here, you made my day and you were amazing on Beauty and the Beast. Thank and you. my question is, how um, did you enjoy yourself being in the Beauty and the Beast movie?
1: Oh, did I enjoy my, oh you can't, uh, it's been a ride for all t- 28 years. It's an amazing ride that I'm still loving. And, uh, you know, Jody, actually, Jody and I have talked about it. And Linda, Linda's here. Where's Linda?
0: She's somewhere, maybe she's here.
1: Linda, there's Jasmine. That's the voice of Jasmine. <laughs> We're going to get her up here in a minute. We're going to get her up here in a minute. But all of us get together and we kind of pinch ourselves. like. When we were back working in New York and working on Broadway and struggling, and I mean, did we ever think that we'd have this kind of uh, impact in a role that that will be so popular long gone after we're gone? Mm. I mean, it's like Snow White even now, and um, Belle will be popular, you know, sixty, hundred years from now, as well, Jasmine. And uh, so to be a part of that legacy is just a great honor. And um, we consider ourselves extremely gifted and. By God in that measure. So
0: I, I love the mental so. image of there being this the secret society of The secret society of princesses like, <laughs> a, like a coven <laughs> holding meetings every once in a while, oh yeah. determining the fate of Definitely. everything.
1: And that all happened in record Ralph too. What do you see? <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the real personalities of the princesses that they're crazy. Have you any of you guys seen the promos on it? You have, so you know. Princesses gone bad. It's so much fun. <laughs> you're gonna love it.
0: Next question. Hi. Hi, Paige. My name Hi. is Rachel, and um, I just gotta tell you that me and my family
2: watched Beauty and the Beast a hundred million times, but no. um, what was it like returning
0: for the Christmas uh, version, the Christmas movie? With what? what uh, the uh, Christmas movie, the Shannon Christmas? Oh, for the Christmas, Christmas, oh for the the Christmas yes. version.
1: I loved it. Yeah. And Rachel Portman, oh my gosh, if you're gonna have to follow a tough act, like, you know, Howard and Alan, Rachel's is a great choice, and um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I had a different Chip because Chip had grown up. Yeah. So Haley, Haley Joel Osment yeah. was I Chip, think it was, um, and Haley I was a Joe huge Osman. fan of. Moisture. I was starstruck by him. Yeah. You know, and Tim Curry. Oh <laughs> yes, my gosh. My you know. Gosh, yeah. It was a, a great film. I think that film was a lot better than it was given credit for.
2: Same here. I I thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Paige, um, I just wanted to talk about the fact that Beauty and the Beast is not just a great animated film, but it's a great film by itself. And it was the first animated movie nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. I know. How did, what kind of whirlwind was that? How did that feel to be a part of history in that way? And I mean bringing it to the, that stage that animated films could be that wonderful?
0: None oh, of no. you could have predicted that.
1: No, no, talking about oh my gosh! It had never happened before. No, it had never happened before, and uh, I got the call when I found out about it from Jeffrey Katzenberg himself. He called me up at home and said, uh, "Guess what? It's nominated for Best Picture." And, blah 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 and I was like, th- "Oh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh!" He said, and "Guess what? You're gonna sing." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? Uh, what? What?" Because I don't sing a lot in the in the movie, and he said, "The Bell Song is nominated." And um, he he didn't brag about himself at that moment, but I found out about 20 minutes later through a friend of mine who worked with the Academy that they wanted all pop singers to sing our songs. And Jeffrey Katzenberg said, if you don't take Paige and Richard and Celine and Peebo and Angela, you're not gonna have my songs on the Oscars. And Alan was totally behind him on that. So how cool was that? I mean, I love Melissa Manchester, but her singing "Little Town, a Quiet Village," I can't quite picture. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? No, that? no, no, I, I don't That's want to who imagine that. That's was supposed that. to sing that.
1: <laughs> <Belle, laughs> Melissa Manchester. I mean, I love her, but I just don't see that. Yeah. Now Susan Egan could do it, and I love Susan. She's my, I kind kid her. She's like the little me. Every time I see her, and I, I got to see Susan so many times in, on Broadway, or actually in, in L.A., because my husband Michael played the Beast opposite Susan. Now, how crazy is that? Going to the theater after the movies. You just can't get away from these Can't beasts. get away from the Beast. <laughs> 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 it was crazy.
0: Next up. Hi, Paige. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
0: my question was, you've talked about how the movies impacted your life and your career as a whole. I want to know how a movie's impacted a fan that uh, you've encountered. You know, the movi- movies always touch our lives in so many ways. How has it changed a fan's life and how did you ever come to know about that story? Tell us.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> the movie just just changed my entire life. And the fans have changed my entire life. And what, what this movie has given me has been an uh, opportunity to have a worldwide uh, following of Bell for charity for for fundraisers for you know a lot of things that as a broadway actress we'd never have the kind of clout to be able to do that you know but now we we do and i've got i'm now i'm getting the sports stars on the on the i've got working with Kobe Bryant right now <laughs> you guys like know who Kobe Bryant is the laker and he's much sweeter in person than he was as a basketball player he came off really mean as a basketball <laughs> player Kobe's producing animation now, and uh, it's just such a, a universal opportunity, these films. You know? And uh, what was the second part of the question? Uh,
0: how how the was the a fan sto- been impacted you know, the by the movie. stories that you've heard from fans about how it's impacted oh their lives? Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> I get all emotional about that because I hear everybody's stories, and it's so hard sometimes. I just want to s- take like a half an hour with each person that I meet and hear all of your stories, you know? But hearing the impact that Bella's had, uh, especially for people who were bullied or felt like the odd one out as little kids, and that it was okay to be different—that um, was me. I was definitely really different as a kid. I mean, I, in my day, I was like listening to Gershwin, and people thought I was nuts because they were a did Led Zeppelin, you know. And um, it was—it just it was a whole different thing. And being in theater was not the cool thing, you know. And I actually got into. I, it was a real real true test of my, my spirit and spunk. I was the captain of the cheerleaders in ninth grade, and it was messing up my singing. So I said to the principal, I said, I'm resigning from cheerleading. And you'd think that I had just, like, dropped a bomb. <laughs> I had everyone in the school so angry at me. It was crazy. But then the first concert that I did, they all came around. <laughs> we understand why you gave up cheerleading. But it's a... Uh, it's an amazing thing when I hear those stories of how she's affected and how the film has affected people. And believe me, it, it, I treasure all, each and every one of those stories. I really do. And I please keep letting me know them. And I do answer all my fan mail eventually. <laughs> so thank you.
2: Thank you. Hi. My two favorite Disney princesses are in the room right now, so that's a little. <laughs> hey, hey uh, d-
0: yeah. I, if, if Jody Benson were in the room, also, I would, b- I would be on the floor. I wouldn't be. <laughs> Go get Jody. I wouldn't Ray. be upright. Yeah, if we got Jody in the room, <laughs> I'd be dead. I'd be dead.
1: And that's Jody's beautiful son right there, too.
0: <laughs> you got Aww, this,
1: <laughs> McKinley. All right, I have to tell you a funny story about McKinley. When I first met him, he was a toddler. I don't know if your dad knows that you. He told me this, and I saw this. You recognized as a toddler every single instrument in the orchestra. You could say that's the, the this saxophone, the tenor saxophone. That is the this bassoon. The th-. Remember that when I came to your house and your son was telling me every instrument in the orchestra. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Jody, you have a you got a. <laughs> out, you got a genius on your hands, and it's kind of a nice thing though. That's a cool cool side story. I wanted them to know that about you. <laughs> now you're going to have fans. You're getting
0: DVD special features about the entire <laughs> Disney princess diaspora. My all husband and I left
1: that night and we were like, do you believe that child? I mean, that was just like, that was like Einstein or something, you know? <laughs> it's crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: You've got this. What's um, your
2: question? My name is Ryan and I was actually wondering if you could have picked to be any other Disney princess, which princess would you pick?
1: Oh, if I could be any other one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <don't> funny, <laughs>
1: I wouldn't say that with you here.
0: <laughs> don't go stealing her gear. I
1: have a fondness for Mulan. <laughs> I am a wannabe Scarlett Johansson. Mulan has gotten me to take up boxing and kickboxing for the last 15 years. And I'm working on getting my black belt. Guys, <laughs> senior, a senior black belt. Bow, bow. No, I love Milan. Milan, her whole story just blows me away. I mean, just it's amazing. And I'm, I'm actually painting all the princesses now, and I've been putting her off because I have her on such a pedestal, and she's the next one I'm painting. Actually, I can't wow. wait. So, Thank good you. question. Who would you be, Linda? <laughs> 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 Laya, I love you. <laughs> Come up here. Yeah, come up here. Come up here, Linda.
0: Come up here. We've had we've had one cameo. Let's have another one.
1: The voice of Jasmine. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. Here, I'm
0: going to give you my microphone.
1: Isn't she gorgeous? Hi
2: that before on record so I didn't just say it cuz I'm in the room with her <laughs> I was inspired by Belle and Ariel because my movie came after theirs so yeah. for me it was like I don't sing I didn't think I'd ever get an opportunity to be in a Disney movie as a din- as a Disney princess and then they were like oh no Jasmine doesn't have a song I was like oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, now Jasmine has a song. And I was like, I'm so getting fired.
1: <laughs> and you know what? They loved you so much. Yes. That's why they said, well, let's call up Leia, yes. And Leia was thrilled. And look at what Leia's career has done, done, done. Poor thing.
2: She's done pretty well <laughs> for herself, I would say. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is really, like, when something is meant for you, Yes, no one can take it away from you. It just, it's yours. So just be patient, trust, and it's yours.
1: That's great advice. Yeah. That's great advice. Because, yeah. you know, I, I was always the one when I auditioned. I never really felt comfortable with auditions. I would be over prepared, if anything. Mm-hmm. And I need to, like, lighten up a little bit and stop intellectualizing the audition, you know. But with Belle, it was one of those that I just, it was like a glove. I just felt who she was from the very first moment. And I actually told my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I said, you know what? I'm getting this part. He said, Are you. I never hear you. D- you never talk like that. You never have that kind of confidence. I said, I just feel like I'm, I'm going to do this. And uh, but that's probably why he proposed to me before I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he literally proposed to me the day before I got the job oh. of bell. That
0: was a so good, you had
1: a good week. <laughs> I had a good week. And it was my birthday that oh. week, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Alright, I'm going to um, let you guys talk to Bell. Oh, I, oh, I love you, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Isn't she shining, shimmering, splendid, everybody?
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, when I was painting, I'm, I'm doing, I, say she, I said, all of the princesses for this, uh, for Disney fine art. When I was painting Jasmine, I was looking at the original drawings of Jasmine. And that were by the great Mark Hen, who animated Belle. And I noticed that she had a very large chest. <laughs> and I was like, going back to the movie, they made him make her smaller. <laughs> And so Lynn and I were getting quite the laugh over that, that she was not going to be a very busty woman like that. But I talked to DeMar Ken about it, and he said, well, no offense, Paige, but Jasmine is the one we all had crushes on. She was definitely the hottest.
0: Look, I had crushes on the all of them. I don't know why you have to I was so like, oh, okay.
1: Well, Kobe Bryant told me he had a crush on Belle. There.
0: <laughs> Next up. Hi,
2: Paige. Thanks for coming. Um, My name is actually Amanda Bell, so (laughs) I grew up pretty much believing and thinking I was Bell. I was the reader of my family and friends. I went from place to place, and books were my best friend. I was actually born just like two months earlier than the release, so I was a 91 Beauty and the Beast baby. My mom took me there to the theater when I was just a baby, and she said I did not cry. I was enamored, which is wonderful. Um all of that has cultivated into me becoming a school librarian because (laughs) thank you (laughs) um i believe encouraging children to read and love books is one of the most important things we can do i want to ask as bell what advice would you give to children or even reluctant readers even adult readers who are reluctant in order to get them to read and be headstrong and be independent and be like bell
1: oh that's Congratulations on your job.
2: Thank you. That's <laughs> I love wonderful. It. I love it so much. Oh, I just,
1: I think everybody should read. I mean, I j- it's such a wonderful escape. And, you know, with what's going on in the world right now, we all need an escape now and then, you know. And uh, uh, for me, it's painting or reading a really good book. And I haven't been able to do the Kindle thing yet. Mm. But I probably should. I like the fresh book and the smell of my new book. Yeah. And Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) So consequently, I have quite a large library at home. (laughs) But I just think if if convince your family, your friends, your children to read and let them find the writers that they adore and the stories that they adore that inspire them. um, It changed my life. I mean, it totally changed my life. Um, I actually read the Bible when I was nine years old. That changed my life forever. Um, But... Continuing to read is to definitely, and it's made me a better actress. It's made me a better artist and a better singer because I learned from the best and I studied the best and emulate the best at times, you know. So find your inspiration and go for it. Thank you, honey.
0: So everybody, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is I let us run over and got myself in trouble. They're oh, okay they, we waved at me okay. they waved at me from the back of the room. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the other good news is that Paige is here the rest of the weekend, yes? No, oh, it, just no. today
1: I leave tonight. You for mean t- everybody
0: should go and see page today if they oh, want to see page
1: I wish I could stay. I'm actually on the Disney ship for two weeks starting tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: so if you're gonna see page you're gonna do it today. <laughs> so make sure <laughs> thank to you see so her. much
1: for coming I really appreciate now, it.
0: Now, I do have I do have two little program notes real quick uh, Jody Benson's Q&A is tonight at 6. Don't There's miss gonna it. be singing I I'm terrified, but I'm thrilled that I'm going to be hosting it. Linda has a Q&A tomorrow. Uh, We're going to have everybody exiting over this way. But before we do, let's hear it one more time for the one, the only Paige O'Hara.
2: Right after everybody gets it. and we load the and we put the VIPs in front. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm. So, what is the difference between premiums and VIPs? Sorry. What's the difference between premiums and VIPs? Um, VIPs, yet, VIPs go pre- in first. Premiums have a separate line from the general. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I You're very welcome. Um, if you don't see any VIPs, then I. I just wait until everything clears out and then...